0: So welcome to Take Heart, a show that we're doing here at Calvary Chapel Clayton to encourage you all. Small devotional that the Lord put for me in my heart to share with you all comes out of Romans chapter five, verses one through five. I hope you're all doing well. We miss you terribly and just want to encourage you uh, week in and week out. So if you'd open your Bible, we're going to be talking today about um, the benefits package that we have. Um, Number one, we have peace with God that's available. We have access to his grace. Number three, we have joy in our eternal hope. Uh, Four, we have triumph in trials and tribulations and the love of God that is poured out to us. So starting in chapter five, verse one, we read, and then we'll break it down a little bit, each benefit. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So number one, I find it interesting that the Apostle Paul is teaching us on the doctrine of justification. For many of you that might not know that word, justification is just as if I had not sinned. And it's a beautiful gift that the Lord already gives us. But in the middle of his teaching on this doctrine, which begins in chapter 3, verse 21 of Romans, all the way through chapter 5, verse 21, there's this parentheses that he takes us through. And he's so excited about justification that he wants to tell you and I what is the benefit of being justified by faith? So number one, we find in verse one, it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we, that's you and I, that have come to the saving knowledge of of God, that we have peace with God. And so we're reminded in the Old Testament, many times during Christmas time, you'll get a Christmas card and on it will be Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father Prince of peace and that's just awesome to you you see God sent Jesus to be our Shalom in Hebrew is the word for peace. And the sense here is the sense of completeness, of wholesomeness, uh, a safety, of health. And that is exactly what the Lord brought onto the earth. Later on in the New Testament, we find in John fourteen twenty-seven. it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you let not your heart be troubled the word for troubled is literally agitated um, neither let it be afraid and isn't that where we're living today a lot of people's hearts are agitated they're afraid but the word in greek in the new testament is irene and that is a state of national tranquility it's an exemption from the rage and havoc of war It's peace between individuals. How much do we need that peace in our world today? So that verse was given to the disciples in Jesus's last hours here on Earth. And it's a great encouragement to you and I. Now, these types of peace that we just read, it's different than what we find in Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven, where it says, be anxious for nothing, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god and here's our word that we're studying and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus you see the first type of peace that we find in the old testament is talking about a complete stop to the enmity that existed between God and man. The word tells us that before we came to the Lord and became Christians, we were literally at war with Him and Him with us. The second type of peace that we're finding here is God pouring out a special type of peace in our difficult times during life. It's a perfect peace that we all desire. Now, here's the difference. If God is our peace, If he is a Prince of Peace and he has all these pieces that he's given to us, what I want you to remember is that we cannot have or obtain the peace of God without first having made peace with God. So my question to you, brother, sister, as you're watching this video is, are you still at war with God? Do you find yourself angry at the circumstances you might be going through in life and Let's go back to the Word in Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. We're comforted where we read, For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself, by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. We are redeemed and saved at the foot of the cross. And so it tells us, and you, you can place your name on there, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. So yes, you and I were enemies before, and now we are not. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Romans 8, verse six and seven. It says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So I love that. It's such a great reminder that we need to not be carnally minded as we go through life's struggles and challenges. Ephesians 2 verse 14 reminds us that, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. And I love that picture because that's exactly what happened once he said it is finished and that veil was torn from top to bottom, and which leads us into our second benefit in our package, in our benefits package here. It says, we have access to His grace. Romans 2, uh, 5, verse 2 says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You see, you and I in today's society, you might have many passwords for different websites and different computers and devices that you might manage. Uh, You might have keys to special compartments in your home, in your office, at work, and, or codes. Not to mention, when we go to entertainment, who doesn't like a backstage VIP pass? And so, in our Christian walk, many of us when we're going through trials and tribulations we ask why do i feel alone why do i feel god at a distance and many times we live our christian walk as second-class citizens i'm reminded of david the psalmist when he had his desert and valley times and he literally asked lord have you forsaken me so we can relate to that but I'm going to tell you right now, you and I many times don't come boldly because we hold on to the old things of this world. We bring in the baggage and instead of leaving it at the foot of the cross, we want to carry it right back to our homes. And that's not what God wants. You see, God remembers your and my sin no more. So let's stop believing the lies of the enemy. Let's stop living in shame of the past of guilt and of fear you see first john chapter 1 verse 9 the word tells us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness the psalmist in chapter 103 verse 12 it says as far as the east is from the west So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Those are promises and truths that we could live on. And so Hebrews chapter 4, 16 can be lived out where it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need to come boldly means you have that access you don't need to knock you could come right through the door and be accepted just as you are and it's beautiful that we are reminded that we can stand on that grace and we could stand before god and before man because we have been redeemed so our third benefit that we find is joy in our hope and this hope I want you to understand that it's not like when you and I hope that tomorrow it doesn't rain. It's not luck by any chance. It's an assurance of an eternal future. Let's read that second part of verse two in Romans chapter five, where it says, um, by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Wow, that's awesome. Romans 8 verse 18 tells us for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You see this peace, this access, this joy that we can partake in as a benefit, it can't be found in on earth. This world has nothing to offer us. It could pretend, but it's it's a fraud, it's a fake You see all these things cannot be found outside of christ so let's rejoice in that um titus 2 verse 13 tells us looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ let's keep our eyes focused our redemption is going to draw nigh and I love this part because it literally, it's like an infomercial when they tell you, but wait, there is more. And it says in verse three, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Now I know what you're thinking. You're like, I knew there was a catch here. Why are, how are we gonna glory in tribulations? Where Well, our fourth benefit is to triumph in trials. And so we, you and I, we love the warm and fuzzy Promises of the Lord where he will never leave us nor forsake us. But you know in 2nd Timothy uh, Verse 3. I'm sorry chapter 3 verse 12. It says yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution Uh, Matthew chapter 5 verses 10 through 12 reminds us that we are blessed when it says blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven verse 11 it says blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake and verse 12 it says rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who wore before you. And I just want you to know that these promises might not be so popular. You might not see them printed on a bumper sticker or on a hat or on a t-shirt. But you know, what's cool is that the Lord tells us that in this world, we would have uh, trials and tribulations, but to not worry because He, it says, be of good cheer. It says, because He has overcome the world. And I hope you can say aloud, amen to that. Because you see, the words that it says, we also glory in tribulation, it's the literally a a word describing oppression, affliction, distress. It literally is the imagery of being pressed as an olive is pressed to provide oil. And so I just find it that during these times that we're living in, we find encouragement through prayer, we find encouragement through the word, through these benefits, and we could look back at the the early church in Acts 5, verses 40 and 41, where the apostles, for sharing their testimony, had literally gotten beat, and they were commanded that they should not speak any longer Uh, in the name of Jesus. And in verse 41, it says, so they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Oh Lord, we pray that he would give us that strength and that boldness to be counted worthy, amen? So let's rejoice in Christ's sufferings. So how do I rejoice in tribulations? Or a better question be, why should I? And my encouragement to us this morning is that, know that something is being produced internally. You see, God is using what he is allowing you and I to go through in life, even though we don't understand it. You see, the the Bible is full of analogies and um, it gives us a lot of illustrations, such as what a farmer, a soldier, an athlete has to go through. You see, the farmer will, plant a seed. It will work the soil. It will tend to its garden. It will weed things that are going to prevent that fruit to grow, knowing that in season, a harvest will be produced. The soldier, yeah, they go to boot camp. They train um, every day, physical training, tactical trainings, so many different things. And so the soldier goes to boot camp and trains very much every day. They're ready in season and out of season for a battle that is not yet come. And so the athlete, how many months and years do they have to prepare just to qualify to enter a race, not knowing whether they will win, but they diet, they train, they abstain from things that you and I might do late nights and eating certain foods so that they could compete in order to obtain that price. So let's look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse six and seven. And um, our brother Peter reminds us here that in this, you and I greatly rejoice, though now for a little while. This is temporary, it's momentary. It says, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question, church. Are you still praising Him in the middle of your storms? Are you seeking to bring him honor in our conduct are we bringing him glory as to how we react so let's do that second corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 17 it's a reminder here from our sponsored show to take heart it says verse 16 it says therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment there it is it's light affliction but it's only momentary is working there it is that inner struggle that we might not know why should we uh, have triumph in our tribulations it says it right there is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Well, praise the Lord for that. There's that character that's being filled, that's being built, that is being forged through fire. And our fifth benefit that I wanna cover uh, today out of verse five is the love of God. You see, you have the peace with God, that takes care of our past. When you have access into His grace, That's today, and his mercies and his grace are new every morning. Let's not lose that present that he's given us. Um, The joy in our hope eternally, that's our future. But today, both in our present and our future, you and I can dwell in the love of God. You see, it says now hope, that eternal hope that we were talking about, it says, does not disappoint. Many times you and I have buyer's remorse. Many times what we see on a screen or on a coupon is not what we get. And it's disappointing. But this hope does not disappoint because it tells us the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now poured out, it's awesome because our God is not stingy. He's not this giving us this love with uh, an eyedropper. It's not just a trickle. I'm imagining uh, a bucket. He's pouring it out as a waterfall. And what's awesome, it's through the means of the person of the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So those are the things that we can comfort in. And so in review, you have a benefits package that is eternal. You have peace with God. You have access to His grace. You have joy of our eternal future. You can triumph in trials. And we have the love of God. And it's the love of God that shows you, it shows me, that shows the world who we belong in, who our identity is in. And so those are our benefits. And so I just wanted to share that with you from my heart. I pray that uh, whenever you are struggling to find what is the benefit of being a believer in the midst of these struggles of the tough times of life, to rejoice in tribulations because our God has overcome the world. So until next time, let's keep each other in prayer. And like they used to say back in the hippie days, I'll see you here, I'll see you there, or I'll see you in the air. God bless you guys.